Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You got to understand that, that, but this plan that I'm talking about requires cooperation of those already saved, which is who? You guys. Hallelujah. People get saved, listen, through saved people. Come on, people are not just going to walk into church. Come on, let's, the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants to do, but in most cases, I mean, people are going to walk into this place because somebody invited them. Somebody prayed for them. Somebody said, go to a church. Oh, come on, somebody deposit something inside of somebody. So save people, save people. Come on. There is, we, you got to understand that we share in salvation with God through a holy partnership. We are the source, listen, and the givers of God's grace. Meaning that sometimes we are the only Jesus people see. Come on. We are, are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouth. Come on. We are the eyes of Christ to others. And God backs up his word with power, signs, and wonders. Can somebody agree with that? See, the miracles that follow the preaching of his word convicts the sinner with the power of God and prepares the heart for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at the work of evangelism. Amen? Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. And if you're with us, amen, we're on the Bible app also, amen, so you can click on that, all the scriptures there, those on Facebook Live, you can follow us on face, uh, on the Apple app, or the Bible app, I'm sorry, praise the Lord, from Apple, and from whatever, amen, hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, New Living Translation says this, but you, somebody say I, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Do not be afraid, look at somebody say, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. The Message Bible puts it like this. But you keep your eyes on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message of life and do a thorough job as God's servant. Paul starts off by saying, be careful. Keep your keep keep a clear mind, said Amen. He's also, if you read the scripture there, that passage of scripture says, watch out for false teachers. Come on, they can be found anywhere, Amen. Even listen inside the doors of some of the churches. Come on, somebody, you have to seek God's word for the truth. Come on, don't don't go by what somebody says. It has to line up with the truth. Can somebody say Amen? Come on, you, you can't just go by what I say. You know what? He's a good guy. I trust him. I hope you trust me, but make sure that I'm aligned with God's word. Come on, you got to make sure that it's aligned with the truth. It says keeping a clear mind in every situation. When you do that, church, it makes you morally alert to temptations. It makes you resist, uh, be uh, resistant towards pressure and watchful for heavy 
uh, when we're facing heavy responsibilities. See, evangelism is to proclaim the good news of Jesus, which is the gospel. Amen? Paul commanded Timothy here, do the work of an evangelist. As the disciples of Jesus Christ, amen, we have all, say, I received, we've all received this command. And that is to share the good news. Tell somebody about Jesus. Share the gospel. The gospel is very simple. Jesus left. He walked this earth. He died on the cross, shed his blood for our sins, and rose on the third day. That's the gospel in a nutshell, amen. They say, you know what? This is what Jesus did for you. For all your sins to be forgiven. You know, don't, don't, don't you ever talk to a, a sinner or someone that's not saved and say, will you forgive me for this? Everything. Come on, he forgives. See, people are, are, are misunderstanding that God won't forgive them for certain things. God will forgive you for anything. If you go with him with a sincere heart, God will forgive you. No matter how, how horrible it was, God's grace is amazing. Come on, somebody. It's, it's, it's beyond our understanding. Come on, we, we sometimes won't forgive the way God forgives. Amen. But God says we need to line our hearts like him. And forgive others as we've been forgiven. Can somebody say amen? In Mark chapter 16, 15, it says, And he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Amen. Somebody say everyone. Amen. Come on, that includes you and you and you and you and everybody else. Come on, we, we gotta, we've got to preach the gospel to everyone. Come on, God loved the world. He goes, For God so loved the world. He didn't love part of the world. He didn't love certain people of the world. He loved the whole world. Amen. And so we, as, as carriers of the gospel, are to present this gospel to everyone. Come on, we don't just go preach to the people we like, amen, or, or the people that look pretty or whatever it is, whatever that, that lines up with you. No, we got to preach it to everyone. we got, we got to go to the byways, the highways, amen. we got to go to where, where people, are, nobody wants to go. Hallelujah. That's where some of our missionaries, no one wants to go, but we'll go. Why? Because the gospel is important. Can somebody say amen? amen. Are you following me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. We may not be behind all, all of us behind a pulpit as a preacher, amen, but we all have to do the work of an evangelist. Can somebody say amen? amen. But what is power evangelism? Well, of all the gospels, the book of Acts, amen, has a, has a bunch of examples of power evangelism. In Luke chapter 4, verse 32, it says this, They were amazed at his teachings because his words had authority. Come on, somebody. Come on. Luke chapter 4, 36 says this, All the people were amazed, and they said to each other, What words are these? With authority and power, he gives orders to unpure spirits, and they come out. Come on. How many know that's power? Somebody say that's power. That's power, amen. Come on, he, this is what, what this is what, the power that he has, amen. First Thessalonians chapter one, verse five says this, for we brought you the good news, uh, for when we brought you the good news, it was not just with words, but also with power, for the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. Hallelujah. But what is going to bring this me generation to Christ? How many know they weren't a me generation? It's all about me. It's all, it, it's a, there, nobody else. It's about a me. It's a, what, what I can get. What, it's about me. It's a me generation. There's a lot of different religions, amen, philosophies, amen, that are out there to try to persuade people. But what is going to bring people to Christ? I want you to listen to this. 
God is not looking for church membership, but Christ's relationship. Did you get that? He's not looking for you to be a member, but to have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Not membership, but relationship. Only the gospel has supernatural power, the power of God to bring the sinner to Christ. And God backs up that power with his word. Now, there's a lot of people out there with slick words that can move you. I can probably make you laugh, amen, hallelujah, but only God, say God, only God can deliver the sinner and bring conviction. Because of the power of evangelism, back in the New Testament days, people believed in the supernatural power of God, and when they did, what happened? People got saved. People got delivered. People got healed. Come on. What we need today is for a people to believe once again. Amen. Come on. The saved and also, listen, the unsaved. Come on, there are people in the church that are saved that stop believing that God can heal their marriage, that God can still deliver them, that God can put things in order in their homes, amen. Come on, he's looking for a people that once again will say, God, I believe. God, I know that you can do something for me. I believe. Come on, we need people in the church to believe once again. Because if we don't believe, the the, the unsaved are not going to believe. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. We got to believe again, church. Why? Because he's a man of his word. I believe everything I read in the Bible. I believe in the word of God. I believe it brings life. It brings death. Amen. I believe in everything that's in the word of God. Amen. I believe in his promises. Come on, over 7,000 of them. Right, Brother Garrett? Over 7,000? 3,000? What happened to the other four? Praise the Lord. Amen. But there's a lot of promises, guys. <laughs> the devil ripped us off. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. No. There are promises in the word of God. Amen. That you got to hold on. That you believe. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can heal you? Come on, do you believe that God can restore you? Do you believe that God can heal your marriage? God can do things in your life, move in your finances, save your kids. Come on, somebody. God can do that. You gotta believe. You gotta speak it. Amen. We need people in the church to believe once again. That's what happened in the book of Acts. They believed in signs and wonders followed. What about power evangelism today? Does it exist in today's church? Does it exist in being exercised? Is that, exerc- uh, that power being exercised today in the church? See, Mark chapter 16, 17 to 18, God wants to remind us. This is out of the Message Bible. It says, these are the signs that will accompany, will accompany believers. They will throw out demons in my name they will speak in new tongues they will take snakes in their hands they will drink poison and not be hurt and they will lay hands on the sick and they will make them well do we have those believers in the house today? Amen. Do we have those believers here today? All right, I instructed the the ushers amen to bring in some snakes. And we're going to test you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just playing. Amen. <laughs> Not even 
They're only worms. That's all. <laughs> but come on, guys. Come on. Weezy stings. What is saying right here is, you know what? If we're believers, nothing's going to harm us. Amen. Nothing can harm us. Amen. God is with us. Amen. So we got to stand and believe that no matter what we do, amen, that we're going to face demons and we can cast them out. They have no authority over us. You, If you have Jesus Christ and that spirit is inside of you, you can tell that demon, shut up. Get out. Amen. And you can do that if you stand in that authority. Amen. If harm comes your way, God will protect you. Now, we're not going to go up and get on roofs and jump out and say, watch what God does. No, we'd be foolish. You're going to break a leg. Hallelujah. But no, common sense things. When we do things for the kingdom of God, he protects us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Power evangelism is the book of Acts today. We, say I, we here at PCLV are the book of Acts church. Come on, if the gospel was preached with power back in the New Testament days, and we are the New Testament church, guess what, church? We need to be preaching with power as well. Jesus said, tell your neighbor, say, Jesus said. Jesus said that signs will follow all who will believe. Do we have believers in the house? Come on. You got to believe, church. Come on. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Somebody say, I believe. He says, I. He says, I will give. Uh, signs will follow for all who believe. If we believe, church, then guess what? Signs, miracles, and wonders should follow. John chapter 14, verse 12. The Message Bible says this. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but do even what? greater things because I am on my way to the Father but I'm giving you the same to, I'm giving you the same work to do what I've been doing so what Jesus is saying you know what I, I've done some great things on earth I, 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 I've cast out demons I, I, I raised the dead I do all these things but he says you know what I'm going back to the Father and if you believe in this and you're a believer of me guess what you're going to do some greater things greater things church Come on. The church has done greater works. And he wants us to do greater works out of this church, out of your life, church. Jesus expected us to continue in power evangelism as we preach his word. We need, say, we need. We need power evangelism today. Come on. We cannot have power evangelism, listen, church, without prayer. Come on, you can't just go out there and think you're going to do, you know, cast out devils and all this stuff, amen, thinking you're all that and you ain't all that just because you've been saved a week. <laughs> you know, you, you ain't all that unless you're prayed up. You cannot witness to somebody unless you're prayed up. Come on, that's why you got to wake up in what? Prayer, amen. You got to pray up, amen. You don't know what you're going to face, amen. Uh, if you go out there and thinking that, that you can rely on something uh, back in the past or what you were, amen, you got to be, you got to be in all this all the time. Come on. If you go out there, amen, you remember the seven sons? Uh, what was it? Suva? Siva? Siva, amen. You know what happened to them? You don't want to be them, hey? They went out there, they, they went out with some power, thinking they had the power. I cast you out in the name of, of Paul, which he speaks of. I, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, which Paul talks about. Amen. They had no relationship with Jesus. 
devil looked at him and laughed at him. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. I know Pastor Art. But who are you? <laughs> the devil jumped on them, beat them, stripped them, and kicked them out, and threw them out on the strip, naked. I don't know about any of you. I don't think any of us want to be beat up by the devil and thrown running naked on our strip right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, be prayed up. You got to pray up, church. Power evangelism is not going to happen without prayer, without worship, without intercession. Come on, church. Power evangelism began on the day of Pentecost. Peter operated in the power of evangelism and 3,000 souls got saved that day. That is power evangelism. But where was Peter before that happened? Where's Peter at? Come on, he was in that other room, upper room, right? What was he doing? You can say it. Say it. He was praying. Weren't they in the upper room? Weren't there 120 people gathered there praying and seeking God? It began in a 10-day prayer gathering. They were worshiping. They were interceding. And then guess what happened? The Holy Spirit fell. And they were, and it filled that upper room. Look at what it says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. It says this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house that they were sitting. Do you see what happened here, church? Did you see what happened? If we're going to walk with power, and we're going to do the signs and wonders that Jesus says, when you and I believe, amen. Come on, there's a key that happens right here that's in this word, this verse right here, amen, that they were all in one accord in the same place. Church, we need to be united. I say we need to be united. We need to be in one accord. Not with our own agenda. Not with what you think. we got to be in the flow of the church. Amen. What God is doing here is say, I'm in one accord. We're together as brothers and sisters. Amen. When we come together like that and united in one same, in the same place, in the same thing, then let me tell you, things happen when we're united. Not when we're divided. We need to unite. And when we come together and we're on the same page, tell your neighbor, get on the same page. Come on, and when you get on the same page, let me tell you, God will move with mighty power in this place. Come on, how many want to be on the same page? Come on, somebody say, count me in. Come on, wave your hand. Come on, count me in. You got to tell the devil. Come on, you, 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 you got to tell him. Hey, you count me in, devil. Hallelujah. We're united. You mess with me, you mess with all of us. Hallelujah. Come on, you go alone and woe to you. Hallelujah. Right? Come on. You go, we go as a force together. They were united, church. The church needs to unite itself in order for the spirit, listen, the spirit to fall once again. Acts chapter 2, 17 says this, in the last days. How many know that we're in the last days? Come on. In the last days, says, God says, I will pour out my what? I will pour out my what? Spirit upon all people. The period, let me tell you, when we get to United Church, 
When we start to seek God in prayer and intercede, amen, for our nation, uh, intercede for our families, uh, intercede for our city, uh, intercede for our church, amen, uh, intercede, amen, and come together and worship together, amen. Uh, come on, uh, and when we're in one accord, in the same mindset, in the same place, uh, on the same page, amen, uh, then God's spirit falls. See, God is waiting for the church to get it right. We better get it right, and we need to unite. Ooh, that's a rhyme. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm a poet. Didn't even know it. Hallelujah. Come on. We got to flow. We got to flow together. Church, God is waiting for you. Somebody say, God's waiting for you. Point to someone. God's waiting for you. Come on. Some of you guys say, oh, no, no, God's waiting for me. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to unite. He's waiting for us to be in that one accord. He's waiting for us to be all on the same page. He's waiting for us to come together and worship and to pray and to intercede, amen, and to receive his word, amen. And when we do that, church, his spirit is going to be poured out like never before. You think you've been in a revival? You haven't seen a revival of what's coming. I'm telling you, amen. I don't care what way revival that you came out of, amen. Maywood revival was a great revival, amen. The East LA revival of our own was great, amen. Hallelujah. There's been revivals all over, amen. Come on, we heard of Azusa Street and all this stuff, amen. But the last day revival is falling upon all people all over the world, amen. And we got to get united, church. And if you don't get united, you're going to miss out. I'm not going to miss out. I'm getting ready. I'm getting right. I'm getting ready to unite. Ooh, there goes, there goes again. Hallelujah. I'm going to make a song. Hallelujah. Let me start rapping up here. Listen, the Greek word for spirit is wind. The Greek word for spirit is wind. He says a mighty Rushing what? Wind filled that house. What came into that house? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit filled that upper room, church. It filled that upper room and it came with authority and it came with power. Somebody say, yes. I mean, like power. Somebody go, like this. yes. Power. Come on. This is what he came for. Come on, power. You got to know what you have. You got to know what lies inside of you. Come on, so many Christians with frowning faces. So many Christians, amen, that they look like they've been sucking on a lemon all day. Yeah, praise the Lord. You know, what, what is that, amen? You're saved. Hallelujah. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, you're saved. Smile. Come on, smile. Come on, Jesus saved you. Come on. Uh, come on, we shouldn't be frowning. Uh, yeah, we have troubles. I got troubles, but you know what? I still smile for Jesus. Come on, I still give him praise. I, I still give. I, I still worship. It doesn't stop me, amen? Yeah, I had a bad day, uh, but mama said we'll have bad days. Jesus said in this world you'll face troubles and tribulations, but he says what? Be a good cheer. Keep smiling. I'll get you through, son. I'll get you through, daughter. Just keep smiling and tell the devil, you got nothing on me. <laughs> Somebody laugh. <laughs> I love the Lord. Amen. Why? Because I believe in the Lord. I believe in the Lord. You may call me crazy. I don't care. 
I love Jesus and I know what he can do. <laughs> he has power. You have power. You got power. Don't wait up for the church. Don't wait for someone to come lay. I'm feeling sick. No one's around. Get your hands and anoint yourself and God, cast, cast that out. Hallelujah. Come on. You have the authority to lay hands on yourself. I and mean, there's times where I just, I got a headache. I just put my hand in the name of Jesus. Get out. And it leaves. Hallelujah. Come on. It works. Come on. You have the authority. Say, I have the authority. Come on to do that. Come on, your kids are getting all crazy and being little demons. Come here. Get out. You're not going to have that. Get out of here. Must have jumped on you at school or something. Listen, you have the authority. You have the authority. Your kids don't have authority. You have authority. Come on, you set the tone. What comes in. They're the kids. They don't know what's coming on them. You have the authority to anoint them and clean them and kick it out, hallelujah, out of your house. Don't let it resonate. Don't let it try to, to start to move in. Come on, I'm moving in. All my stuff, amen. Oh, yeah, it's going to be all hell here now. <laughs> you start seeing things, get it out. Mama, daddy, get that oil out. Anoint. When they're in school, man, anoint those pillows. Come on, hey, play some worship music in that house, in the in their room, amen. Woo, it works. The spirit, the wind, filled that upper room. It came with power. And it filled them with power evangelism. That's why 3,000 souls got saved that day. Because Peter preached with power. But it started... With prayer. You can't get one P without the other church. It starts with prayer before you receive the power. Come on, don't just think you're this or that or no, you gotta you gotta be filled. You gotta pray, you gotta seek God, you gotta get on your knees. And when you do, power comes. You're able to do what God tells you to do. What did Jesus do before he went to the cross? He stopped at the Garden of Gethsemane to what? To pray. Even the Lord, even the Son of God needed power to fulfill his mission. That's why he got on his knees and said, not my will, but thy will be done. Why, God, I, want you, I need your power. I'm going to feel the pain. I'm going to feel those nails being driven through my, through my flesh. I'm going to feel all the whips on my back. I'm going to feel all that. He, was, he wasn't exempt from that, church. He wasn't exempt from the, 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 all the hurts and all the pain that he was going to feel for us. He was going to feel that, so he had to stop in the garden and say, you know what, Is there's another way. Let's just find out, but if not, let your will be done. And we have to be the same, amen, because we don't know what we're going to face out there, church. Come on, it's getting worse and worse for us, the church, amen. They're coming to persecute the church. Are you ready to take the whips? Are you ready to be mocked at? Are you ready to lay down your life for the king? It's coming to that church. We can say, yeah, right now, but then when it comes, see, it can't be talk. It has to be power. And if you're prayed up, let me tell you, you'll have the power to say, no, I'm not going to receive that. No, I'm not going to do that. Let me get one thing clear, church. This vaccination thing is not the mark. Don't misunderstand that. Come on. It's a choice. Your choice. Nobody else's choice. And we respect whatever choice you make. Okay? It's not the mark, but it's, it's preparing 
for the mark. Let me tell you, it is. But this is not, you know, you know, brother and sister, they received it. I'm vaccinated. Oh, you're going to hell. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's not it. Don't be throwing people in hell. Amen. We're quick to throw people in hell than God is. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. We, we got to understand. You got, we got to be sensitive in these areas. And it is a choice. Can somebody say amen? If you choose to, praise God. If you don't, praise the Lord. Either way, we're covered by the blood. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, but we need to understand, church. We need to be filled with prayer that God gives us discernment to make right choices for you and to do right things for the church. Can somebody say yes? That's why 3,000 souls got saved. Because it started with prayer. Let me tell you, prayer will lead you what you need to do. I said prayer will lead you what you need to do. For whatever choices, marriage, whatever you need to do, go to God. God would show you. Did you go to prayer? Ah, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Duh. <laughs> That's a good place to start at. Come on. Thinking about moving? Let me pray about this. Come on. We, sometimes we make choices without involving God into it. And, and how many know that we're part of God's plan? <laughs> it's not your plan. This is God's plan. And so you got to ask him, God, what do you think? What should I do? Whatever choices that you're having trouble with, go to the Lord in prayer. And he'll never misdirect you. I said he'll never misdirect you. He'll always lead you to the right place, church. What you need to do for your home, decisions, things like that. Come on. Starts with prayer, church. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 24, 49 to 53 says this. Now, I will send the Holy Spirit just as the Father promised. But stay. Somebody say stay. Stay in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Then Jesus led, led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. Somebody say blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them, and then he was taken, and he was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him, and then returned to Jerusalem, filled with joy, great joy, and they spent all their time in the temple praising God. So here you got to understand, God is, uh, Jesus is going back to heaven, he's going back to the Father, amen, but he stays there and he blesses them, he blesses them, amen, and, and they get filled, amen, he goes back, amen, and they continue to worship him, they continue to praise him. They even go back to their temple and to the church and just kept praising the Lord. And they were filled with great joy, church. We have to wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. That's why I said you, when, when you pray, then you got to do what? You got to wait. Wait on the Lord. Don't, I prayed, okay, I'm going to do it. And you didn't even wait on God. You just, you, 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 we go into prayer already knowing what we're going to do. We try to talk, we try to talk God into our plan. Well, God, I come to you in prayer and this is what I'm going to do. And, and yeah, I'm going to kick her out. <laughs> no 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 come on somebody god you you pray about it and you wait the problem with the church with us today we don't like who likes waiting nobody likes really to wait but we must learn how to wait on the lord and when we do we're blessed can somebody say amen acts chapter 114 says this they all join together constantly in prayer there's that P word again, prayer, along with the women and, and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. They continue praying after Pentecost. 
Come on, it wasn't just a one-time event, amen. It wasn't just a, a one-thing event, amen. It wasn't just, uh, you know what, we do prayer every week or every month. No, no, it was an everyday thing. They continued praying. They didn't stop praying. The power of the tongue took place in their lives because of prayer, worship, and intercession. Acts chapter 2, 12 to 15 says this, We hear them declaring the wonders of God, in our own tongue, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they had too much to drink, too much wine. But Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully what I'm about to say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Come on now. Be for reals. Come on. Then Peter went on and delivered his first sermon with power. Man, I would have loved to get the notes on that sermon. My Lord, just he just preached his first sermon. First time ever behind a, a pulpit, behind a, and a crowd in a dress and preached it with such power because he was filled. He was prayed up. He intercepts. He, uh, he interceded. Amen. He worshiped God. He was filled with power. And 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Wow. Acts chapter 2, 41 to 44 says this, And those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, somebody say everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Everybody became on the part of the same page. Everybody was in one accord. Everybody was in the same place. We need to get it together, church. We need to come together in the same place. Same page, church. And when that thing happens, and it's going to happen, church, the Holy Spirit is going to fall. If we can come together on that Friday night, Oh, my Lord. I already know what God can do. But we have to all do it. Look at somebody and say, you better not come with no frown on your face. <laughs> you better walk in smiling. Come on. Somebody's not. Well, some of you guys are frowning. We're going to say, smile. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> come on. Somebody smile. Everybody give me your best smile. Woo! I'm waiting for you, Sarah. Okay, there it is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. We know how to smile. Don't forget how. Come on. I know we're going through some troubles, church. Don't forget how to smile. Don't forget. Let me tell you, you think about Jesus. He'll always put a smile on you. I think about my life. And when we were singing that song, take me back, take me back to my first love, take me back to the altar. Come on, God, take me back. When I'm frowning and when I'm complaining and when I'm going through my little pity party, God, take me back when you found me, when I was busted and disgusted when i was tore up from the floor up i'm rhyming again hallelujah i was just there messed up amen and god you came and you fixed me up you put my life back together you restored my marriage amen you delivered me from drugs and alcohol you did the the, the, the miracle in my life that i thought i could never do you did it take me back 
Oh, man, when you go back to that altar, it always brings a smile. And if not, it makes you repent. Say, God, I'm so sorry for thinking that way when you've been so good to me. Has he been good? Come on, wave your hand if he's been good to you. Come on, he's been, he's been a good daddy. He's never, never failed us. He's never left us. He, he, he's always been there for us. Can somebody say amen? The church had everything in common. Praise the Lord. I hope that's not your water. <laughs> that was pretty quick, amen. Hallelujah. All right, he had it ready. Hallelujah. He's like, all right, you can have my water, Pastor. <laughs> Good job, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, it's important, church, to have everything in common. Amen. That means working together in unity. Come on. Unity releases, listen, releases the power of God in our church. Releases the power of God in our lives when we come together and unite together, church. Then you mix that with love. Somebody say love. The agape love, not your love. The love of God, the agape love, because your love is only one-sided. It's only a one street. But this is a two-way highway, amen. Come on, come on. It's like that old song, love on a two-way highway. What do I, I forgot, amen. If I can sing it, amen, I can bring it, amen. But I forgot it, hallelujah. You know, you know, if you're an oldie guy, oldie but goodie here, you know that song. But it, the agape love of God, when it's mixed with the agape love of God, not only does working together bring us and releases power, but the love, the agape love of God brings growth. So the love of God brings growth. So we must be working together, which releases the power of God in our lives and in our church. Amen. And when we do it with love, church, then all of us, say me, all of us start to grow. Not just grow older, not just grow taller, but grow in the Lord. Come on, that's what, what we're, this is what it's all about. We want to grow up in Christ, and that's what the Bible says. Until we unite together, it says in Ephesians, and come together, and everybody does their part, amen. Then we can grow, and then we can mature. So when the gates of hell come, and when the devil starts shaking the, the gates and doing, trying to scare us, it's not gonna, it's not gonna prevail, church. It's not gonna overcome us. When lies start coming that sound like the truth, amen, we're gonna discern that says, you know what? That's not of God, amen. We can make a stand and declare those things, uh, what God has for you and I, church, uh, but we have to come together. The love of God creates growth. You see, power evangelism is followed with prayer. Not only does it start with prayer, it ends with prayer. When you lead someone to Christ, it's through what? A prayer. Starts, worship, word, comes, power, united, growth, boom, prayer once again. It's always sealed in prayer, church. Prayer alone doesn't make it happen, church, but it connects us, listen, to the power source. God, somebody say God. God makes it happen. I don't make it happen. We don't make it happen. This church doesn't make it happen. PCLV doesn't make it happen. We pray. It's just not just prayer, but it's a connection with God. 
And when God's connected to our prayers, then power comes, church. And he's the one that brings deliverance. He's the one that saves. He's the one that brings changes. We're sources of his power. Like I said, we're the hands and feet and arms and eyes of Jesus. But we're not the one that saves people. You know, God saves. Jesus saves. Amen. Don't, 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 don't try to take that title away from him because it wasn't you on that cross. It wasn't you getting the whips on the back. It was Jesus, his blood, and only his blood that sets us free. Can somebody say amen? God moves through answering our prayer, and he moves in prayer and supplication. When you intercede, when you need something for God to move and show up and show out in a circumstance in your life, situation, when you start to intercede, when you start to even mix it with fasting, whoo! That's another area, hallelujah, a source of power, amen. You do prayer and fasting, amen, Woo, you're going to get the whole enchilada, amen. You're going to get the whole package, amen. You throw some fasting in there. Come on, remember, right? They were praying and trying to cast out a demon and praying and say, why doesn't it work, Master? What's going on? Well, some things don't happen unless it's prayer and fasting, amen. And so if things are not just working prayer, then maybe you've got to fast. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, fast. Come on. I know you, we don't like that F word, hallelujah, but come on, you, you fast, hallelujah. You got you to gotta fast, amen. Uh, come on, we, this is a good word, amen, for us, amen. It brings power. Let me tell you, if it's part of your daily, weekly life, amen, I'm telling you, it always has power. I, I encourage you, amen, to do it once a week or something. I'm telling you, challenge you, amen. Once a week, 52 times a year, Woo, Man, that's more than 40 days. Jesus did four days. We're doing greater things, he said. Hallelujah. Greater things. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to do your part. Somebody say, I'm going to do mine. I'm going to close today because I am hungry now. And my wife's not here, so she's not cooking, so I got to go buy something. <laughs> I love you, babe. You're listening. <laughs> Wait up. You didn't hear me. I love you, babe. You're not listening. Amen. But no, we go out anyway on, on Sunday anyway. Praise the Lord. But you know what? I'm going to close today. Let's do the work of an evangelist. Amen. Let's do it with power evangelism that comes through prayer, worship, and intercession. Let us unite. When we're united, power is released. Amen. And let, let the Holy Spirit lead us as we're mixed with love, which creates what? Growth in our lives. Amen. And so let's do it together, church. And when we do that, People will get saved. People will get delivered. But it starts in the church. We have to come together. We're better together. We're better united, church. And when we can come together to be in that common place, in that one accord as a church, I'm talking as a church, the body of Christ, then God's spirit will fall. And if we can come together this Friday night, church, and through the rest of the weekend, um, without a doubt, you will not leave disappointed. You will leave filled, changed, and empowered by the love of God. And when we come together as a team, everybody doing their parts, growth will take place in your life. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to be stretched. I say, God, let's do this. Amen? Come on. Let's, be, let's have the common things within ourselves and let's do it and watch what.